0: And Is an introduction really necessary for someone we all know so well? Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious
1: fellow, but I like
0: him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort talk shit. He's, he's, he's a shady character. What, 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 what's his name? Hey, 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 hey! It's another episode of Paul Mort Talk Shit, this time. We are joined by one of my long-term students, a guy that is actually often accused of just stealing my shit. However, what they don't know is that I've coached him for a long time now. Uh, you're going to love this one. We talk about um, being a male stripper. We talk about uh, burlesque men. <laughs> it's, it's a very strange one, this. We talk about um, getting on the front page of the newspaper for talking about terrorism. I think we might even talk about Adolf Hitler. Uh, you're gonna dig this one. Big energy. Hey! Welcome to Paul Moore Talk Shit. Today I'm talking shit with Luke John Harrison. Luke, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, mate. I'm absolutely thrilled to be the first on, actually.
0: Well, mate, here's the truth of you guys listening. in? Me and Luke have actually already done this once. Um, but we had a little bit of a shabbatical, a sabbatical from the podcast. And then we went and dropped it again, and I was like, "Oh, it was in this room where we're recording right now." Before it was a kind of real podcast studio, and I thought, "You know what? I'm not putting that old shit room back on. Luke's gonna break. it's uh, gonna break the cherry of the Paul Mo talk shit studio." So I'm on it, yeah, mate. I'm yeah. buzzing. I'm ready to, ready to pop, pop it. Ready mate. We've already had a, a bit of a warm up on this. The last time we did this, actually, I didn't have any questions, mm-hmm. and it was still a fucking blast. So it was. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to ask you to tell listeners a little bit about yourself um, because it's the world's worst fucking podcast question. I know. I (laughs) know. But do tell us this. How did you end up doing what you do now when you used to be a fucking joiner? No. Plumber. (laughs) <laughs> I've actually got Plumber written down, Wrote down there But I always When I think of you I always think of a joint Do you? I Maybe i good with my hands I, man, with I, like guess, a, yeah. I can see you with the overalls on and, aye. aye But then I think about You unclogging a few pipes Yeah
1: that Yeah, <laughs> yeah A few
0: okay. So how did you go from Being a fucking plumber To doing what you do now Like first of all how the fuck did a goth end up becoming a plumber? You're a goth, <laughs> You're right? Goth, aye. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes, I certainly was. I kind of still am in in some way. I just don't I've dress not- like one I anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have noticed. Yeah, yeah. Cut a long story short. Uh, I was a plumber with a local firm for eight years, mm-hmm. and then enough was enough. You get sick of your day job. You start hating the lifestyle. You start seeing there's no room for progression unless you want to be management, and mm-hmm. everyone was just stressed out, fat. Dickheads mostly. Um, you don't want to go down that route a lot mm-hmm. of the time, so it's just when enough is enough. You're sick, of your day job, you want to start something new, mm-hmm. something you're passionate about, something you like and excites you. And what was it? It was training for me, it was something physical fitness related. I want to become a personal trainer, so I went down that route, got the qualification on the weekend, mm-hmm. and then it was your event on I think it's
0: 2013-2014. It my business, my brain, because my son was born, so it'd have been 24. I was living in Spain, right.
1: Yes, yeah, I was more beer, so my yeah. brain, your business. Yeah. Is that
0: right? That way I dressed up as a giant cock. Yes, you did. Yeah. I just act like one now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did.
1: And I wore the Spartan outfit, yes. which I paid about 400 quid off eBay for. And it was the most uncomfortable day in my life. Jesus Christ. Oh, was proper full on armor. That
0: was because you had a stiffy though. Well,
1: all day and I was trying to cover it with my armor, you see. So that was a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> so
0: let's, let's, let's dig into this again then, rather than telling the whole story. So we were in a job that we hated for eight years. Yes. That we kind of... Like, how did you end up in that job to start with? Um, well, Why? Parents
1: kind of... Oh, you should get a trade. You should do this. You should do that. Go to the job centre. Have a look what's on offer. There's an apprenticeship for a plumber. Mm. I'll try that. I actually tried it. Failed one year. Went the next year. Got offered two jobs. I yeah. choose between them. Um, so I did that. It was great for the first few years. Like anything, it's a change. It's new. It's You're learning something different. You're working with new people. You're getting, getting money regularly. Yeah. You, yeah. you can have your own house, your car. Yeah. And I had the secure job. Sick pay, holiday pay, yeah. decent wage, enough to live off. I had the Audi car, everything. But I was miserable. Yeah, I was fucking miserable. Yeah. You know, I was, I was still taking coke on a weekend. Yeah. Um, I was all over the place with my Relationships, mm-hmm. cheating left, right and centre. Just mm-hmm. not being a stand-up role model. Health wasn't particularly great. I trained mm-hmm. at the gym, but I wasn't serious about internal health. That's yeah. changed a lot over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: mental health as well. Yeah. So, so you basically just train to get hard birds. Yeah, basically,
1: yeah. yeah, trained, yeah, insecurity. I guess I yeah. think that's why most people start training, isn't it? Insecurity.
0: I think that's why you, almost everybody starts. I, I think uh, actually that may be changing a little bit now. Mm-hmm. But I think how long ago was that? So well, I've tra- I've trained all my life really from the
1: age of sixteen. Yeah. Um. So that's like coming up twenty years now yeah. of yeah. training, being an environment. But it was yeah. nine years ago that I took my qualification and mm-hmm. left my job. Mm-hmm. Um. That was nine years ago. Yeah. And sick. then, and then, but I w- actually, it was you who made me
0: put me notice in for my job. What did I do? Did I pin you down and say hand your notes? No, that? no, no. It was actually you inspired us. Ins- it's oh, yes. wait,
1: you you inspired now us. we're fucking talking. I know you did because it, it was at that event, and uh, you 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 just vomited all these ideas. Me. And, <laughs> 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 all these ideas the fucking information you gave at that event was insane yeah, it was. and I was just massively inspired us because I think it was the April I was supposed to leave my job and you inspired us to do it like three months earlier oh, Sick! so I managed to do that I was like right I went home that event alright I've got all these ideas I'm just going to go for it mm-hmm. you know and then from there put me notice in I had my qualification I was ready to go yeah. and then I started that the outdoor boot camp from there
0: I love it let's go back then because I, I mean I know we talked about that last time but I want to cover it again because I think it's going to be valuable for a lot of people because i think there'll be people listening in for sure i'm watching in that have a job yeah don't particularly like it mm-hmm. maybe have a little bit of a side hustle yeah what was that whole process like because it's easy for me people ask me what, what should i do all the time i mean, yeah. a job that i don't like what should i do i'm like well i can tell you what i would do which would be to go fucking balls deep yeah but that maybe isn't what you should do. Yeah. What did you, exactly. what was your whole thing? Like, cause what you supported in it? Did you have savings? Did you? Yeah,
1: I had, a, I had a little savings. I think I had about two or three months worth of wages saved. Yeah. So I, and I moved back in my parents. I rented my house out at the time. I eventually yeah. sold that house. I didn't make any profit on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I moved back in with my mom and dad. Uh, first, my dad for six months and then my mom for six months. So I actually lived from my bedroom trying to build this this business until I got a gym. Then I lived in the gym for a bit upstairs, no heating. That was a bit of an experience. But um, like what you're saying, people hating their jobs, wanting to start something, they see everybody online doing it, making it look so easy, making things look so flash and, and like big business and stuff. And everyone's looking at the people like Cardone and uh, Vaynerchuk and everything you know, it's it's appealing, but the graft required is insane. So, for some people, it's not for a lot of people. It looks appealing to have be your own boss, but like the, the the work ethic, the consistency, the discipline required, the risks. Exactly. It's not often for everybody. I mean, sometimes yeah. some people like, because I see people all the time moaning about their jobs. Yeah. And a, part of us thinks, well, why don't you just fucking leave? But obviously, it's the fear and the uncertainty is where's the money going to come from. But mm-hmm. sometimes these people would be better off working in Aldi or Asda, mm-hmm. happier. Just still earning a wage, maybe it's slightly less, maybe it's different hours, whatever, but at least they'd actually be happier. Do you know, I think the other, the, the
0: other challenge, I think, though, Luke, as well, is that sometimes it's actually not the job. It's yes. kind of like in relationships, people have the same relationship just with different people. Yeah. The same thing, moving from relationship, same thing keeps happening. That could happen in the jobs where people are like, Should I leave the job that stresses me out for one that's more happy? I'm like, Well, that would make sense. Yeah. But what if it's not the job? Yeah. Yeah, some some what, guy, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if it's not the job? What if it's not the client? What if it's not the staff? Yeah. At some point, I've got to think. Well, is it me that's making yeah. this stressful? Yeah. Or is it the job? Because some people can handle it. There's some people there that don't get stressed yeah. in the job.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's again. It's linked enough perceived value. Linking enough perceived benefit. Yeah. I remember going on a course once and this guy was like, oh, it was all over the place. And he was like, right, I'm, I booked loads of holidays last year because I just wanted to get away. Yeah. That's why most people book holidays. But he's like, when I was on holiday, I was still overthinking because wherever I go, I am. Like, yes. I can't change that. Wherever I go, I am. It's yeah. still me there. Yeah. Like, I'm telling myself to fuck off because I'm still in the same <laughs> mind. I'm in a different environment externally. Yeah. But internally... My environment's completely more or less the same. Yep. I'm stimulated differently. I'm a little bit more relaxed. Oh, that's lovely. This is lovely. This is a new environment. Yep. But inside, I'm still, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what about this dickhead? Yep. Well, what about that? They're not questioning their own beliefs yeah. and their own shit inside their own head. So yeah. no matter where they go, they're still going to be the same person. Yeah, and that's I, think absolutely that, right.
0: I think that one thing that we do do, and our mind's job is it'll always try and justify our emotional state, where we're at. I'll try and ask a yeah. job. I'm stressed out because of the job. I'm like, well, if it's not the job, what if you quit this job for less money and you get just as stressed in a job that pays you less money? It's not the fucking job. It's your thoughts about the job. And yeah, I understand that. Yeah, some jobs are possibly carry more challenge than others, but the challenge-free job doesn't exist.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And stress is chosen, not given. I've always like, I've I've kind of remind myself of that so much. Yeah about stress being chosen, not given. Like we're always in, we, we might not feel like we're in control of our choices, but we're always choosing what we believe is best for us. Mm-hmm. Like we know this. Mm-hmm. Me and you have talked about this a lot and you, you talk about that frequently. Like we're always choosing what we think is best for mm-hmm. us. So we're choosing our own stress because without that, like some people would love to be less stressed, but a lot of people thrive on the, the go, go, go mentality. Mm-hmm. Always being on the run, mm-hmm. one job to the next, overwhelm this, because without that, they'd be, they wouldn't know what to do.
0: Yeah, they're thriving
1: on the chaos, aren't they? Yeah. Thriving yeah. in. I thrive on certainty. a bit of chaos. I'm
0: all right with that. Yeah. Like, I, like I think that that most people who want, they think they want, need more self belief. They think they need more confidence. They just want to feel more certain. That's all. I'm again. This is why when people ask me for me advice about jobs and businesses and should I leave this relationship, I'm like, well, I don't know because I am comfortable. I am certain that I can handle uncertainty. Yes. A lot of people crave certainty. It doesn't really exist anyway. That's the biggest fucking challenge. So we have to consider that again, that most stress comes from unmet expectations Mm -hmm. and just moving jobs doesn't mean that your expectations are going to change. In fact, it might even get worse. Mm -hmm. You might think, well, I thought this job was going to be easier. And it's not, because you still have to deal with people. You still have to deal with your thoughts about people. You still have to deal with money. You still have to deal, you know what I mean? It's like, like, I don't think just leaving the job is often the thing. However, you had savings. Yeah. What was your support network like? Because again, I just want to put up put my myself in the shoes of people who are having this same discussion of where you, you were at eight years ago, nine yep. years ago, um where you're in a position where you don't like the job, you've got an idea, you really want to do it, you've got a bit of money, mm-hmm. but then the other challenge is, oh well, no one supports me. Yes. People are questioning me. Mm-hmm. And then mm. they don't do it because they then blame someone else. So, what's your, yeah. what was that whole support network like for you? There's a few things that I want to answer to that.
1: One is, I think when you have that, um, that certain people saying that, maybe they're actually going off their previous experiences with you, thinking like, well, you fucking failed. You're full, it, of, you're shit. full of shit. You've yeah, always said that. Yes. It's like us men, it drives, it, and I know it drives you crazy. like, mm-hmm. How many people say one thing and do the other? Yes, we we so infrequently do what we said we'd do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's fucking Christmas. I'm getting back on it. I'm losing this weight, for example. That, that's why ninety-six, seven percent of New Year's resolutions fail, because it's just repetition of things that they think are going to happen that they never follow up on. Mm-hmm. So if if you're getting judgments from people who are looking at your previous results, they're just going to judge based upon what they know about you. Yeah. And it, and it's it, I think sometimes for me it was. I used to always respond with certainty, even if I didn't feel it. I used to they used to be like, "Well, what if this fails?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna make it happen." Yeah. What 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 if this? And I'm like, "Well, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it." Mm-hmm. I have to make this happen. Mm-hmm. It it gets to the point where in my job, I was so miserable, and I was so hating and anxious and angry so frequently that the only choice was to change. It's what's the what's the saying? You've said it before. If the, the true change only happens when the pain of change becomes easier than the pain of staying the, the, same. the same. Yeah, yeah. So it's that, when anger is a useful emotion. Yeah, definitely. So I was angry, and I, that kind of pushed me. But the problem is, that I, c- I can't rely on anger to keep pushing me. It's like people's problem with motivation, yeah. isn't it? I'm yeah. pissed off yeah. this weekend. I'm fat. I've fucking done it again. Fuck this. I'm yeah. starting on Monday. Yeah. But then Wednesday, they feel more relaxed. Yeah. They can't get motivated because mm-hmm. they're just relying on one thing to push them forward. This is mm-hmm. why anger is a great fuel. But it's not a continuous burner. It for, doesn't, yeah, it, you doesn't keep you going. I
0: something about this. Last Gets you started, night. doesn't it? But it yeah, doesn't I keep you going. I watched this last night, you know. I was watching this thing. You know Joe Dispenza? I've heard of him. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, as yeah. he's like, with a lot of the new age guys, he's their, he's their man right now. Yeah. And for a few years, Arjuna's into him, for example. A All lot right. of people who I know yeah, yeah. Are, into him, are into him and I've been like, eh, it's not my cup of tea, but I've, it's one of those things where, do you know what? You know what I'm like? I'll be like, eh, fuck that, fuck that, fuck <laughs> yeah. that. Fuck. And then eventually yeah. it'll come to me. Yeah, when like, you're ready. Just, yeah, yeah, when I'm ready. So this Joe Dispenza thing I've been watching, he was talking about this with anger and kind of these stress hormones. It's like a turbo button on your car. You can use it and it'll get you going. It'll move you a little bit faster. Yes. But eventually, it'll fuck your car if yes. you keep pressing it. It'll yes. burn out a fuel very yeah. fucking Absolutely. quickly. Yeah. You can't. You can use it every now and again, but if you use it all the time, it'll fuck yeah. your engine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the great thing about anger. Sometimes, but it's a, it's a one of those on the scale of consci- the matter of consciousness thing. Yeah. It'll be, it would be. You are trying to force it all of the time. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, all the time. That's it's, not it's, a yeah, nice place yeah. to live. When you get to a place of where things are just flowing. Yeah. It's kind of like you were, I think this was your training last week. You, you, your emotions are not so fleeting and fallen. They're kind of in the middle. Yeah. They're appreciative of the positive and the negative, yes. the ups and downs. They're more neutral. They're more loving. They're more caring. This is where when you self-care, when you look after yourself with more care and attention, you, you look after your appearance, your health, then it it shows in your actions that you do. So you're not like pissed off all the time mm-hmm. and high on anger mm-hmm. or high on adrenaline or you're not low and depressed all the time. It's mm-hmm. kind of in the middle. It's That's where you flow. When yeah. you're forceful, it can be great to get started, but it'll never keep you going, and no. like you say, you'll just burn It's exhausting, out. man. Yeah,
0: it's fucking exhausting. It's exhausting, because when you're forceful like that, when you're forceful in your own situation, that's when you try and force other people to... And again, that's why I asked the support question, and the support network question, did people support that decision? Because yeah. one of the things that I hear, often is that, oh, well, my wife doesn't want me to do it. Yeah, I'll piss someone off if I do it. My mum said this, my missus yeah. said this, my missus is keep questioning me, and I'm like, well, of course she is. Like you said... You've proven so far that you're full of shit. Yeah. Why would she support you when you keep fucking letting her down? Yeah. Why would you support you when your previous results are fucking garbage, mate? Yeah. And the truth is, you don't need her fucking permission. Yeah. You're a grown man. Yeah. You don't need anyone's permission. I'm like, what yeah. would be different if she did support you? Well, I'd feel a little bit better. that would be it. Yeah. Well, why don't you demonstrate with your results instead of keep telling her what you're gonna do? Why don't you just fucking do it? Yeah. Women like certainty. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's that,
1: that greatest need, isn't it? Yeah. Men's greatest need freedom, yeah. freedom, and you yeah. know, um, freedom to be on purpose. And so mm-hmm. they want to be able to try things and do this and that. Whereas women, it must be certain, it must be fixed. Yeah. I think to add to that, ha- when people don't support you, you have an opportunity to prove them wrong, yeah. which can be great fuel. Yeah. Not, again, It's not. Um, it's not congruent with continuing. I think it's a great starter, yeah. it's yeah. a great thing to get something done, yeah. but not to continue. Um, and I think for me as well, to add to that personally, what I did is I was very careful on what you call it, the palette, um, what I listened to, what I watched, what I, um, was involved in, the people I hung around with. Obviously I took a lot of cocaine, ecstasy. So though some of those people had to be distanced from my life, mm-hmm. um, anybody that was, I'm going to use the word negative, was kind of a little bit distanced as yeah. well, yeah. um, where I, the things that I watched and listened to, for example, I'd listen to a lot more motivational speakers, which yes. helps. Yeah. You know, it's not an, it's not a, a you know consistent thing. But that, I
0: love that you've said that because I'm always still wary of saying that word negative. I think the better way to put them would be that kind of scared. Yes. they're more scared than negative. I think. Yeah. So their initial reaction is always one that's based in yes. fear. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, why would you do that? What if this happens? Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't do that. And this, ha- do you see what happened to him when he did it? Yeah. And what if what if it goes wrong? What if she doesn't say this? What if yeah. what if you lose all your money? What if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. So i we often will class that, Were well, they negative? Yeah. I'm like. Well, the brain's actually. wired that way. Isn't just it? scared. Yeah. Brain's just wired. Scared. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Pess- pessimism is easy. Pessimism is everywhere. Pessimism gets your significance and connection, but it pummels your progress ultimately.
0: Yeah. And pessimism is also very difficult to spell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I try to type the cunt. Yes. I'm thinking in my head now. <laughs> could I spell it? Pess- could I? No. Could I? Say it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, <laughs> for, thank fuck for that autocorrect. You know what? There was one. There was what? There was another one that I tried to type this week. The word calendar. Made. I couldn't fucking spell it <laughs> Calendar I it, spelled it E-R Which one?
1: Hell, well, yeah Honestly
0: Is there an American spelling as well? <laughs> yeah maybe Probably So We had We distanced ourselves from Pessimism Yeah We distanced ourselves from Booze, coke, ease What kind of support did we have? Family? Mom and dad support you?
1: Mostly, but yeah. there was always that, well, son, if it doesn't work out, you've got your trade to fall back on. Good. Well, that's good. That's good. good. And But I think in my head, I had to make it work. So my response every time was, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. Even yeah. if there was that doubt, yeah, I was cementing that language. So eventually yeah. I believed it. Yes. You know, it was like, yeah. I'm going to make work. Well, I have to make it work. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. I'm going to make this work. I have to make this work.
0: I think that, you know, the, the whole plan B thing, the whole having that fall back, for having that thing to fall back And it actually isn't a bad thing You know Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes When we make a decision We can I think somebody That says I have to make it work I think that's amazing Because that's what I'll do yeah. But I think for some people It creates too much pressure Yes For them It creates a little bit Too much urgency yeah. The panic a little bit The rush a little bit yes. And I'm like dude If you don't like it if It doesn't work out Guess what You can just fucking stop yeah. But not getting started Yeah That's way worse Than fucking stopping yeah. mate it's like, you know what what, I mean? yeah,
1: it's what's, what's the worst that can happen? You have right? to move oh, back in Myanmar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? That's, yeah. You've that, done it before, for, you know, oh, you yeah, a exactly. for a bit. Exactly. Yeah. For almost everybody, that's the worst that's going to happen. You have to fucking, you have to swallow up a bit of pride. You can stop at any time. And You guys, you know this, I work with a lot of people that want to scale their business and grow their business and they get a bit scared of it. And yeah. what if this and what if that? I'm like, well, the worst thing that's going to happen is you have to stop and slow down. Mm-hmm. Don't start it, don't not start because of fear of what might happen, because what might happen is never that fucking bad.
1: I think the biggest point to add to that would be that we, especially men, our egos are always in competition, 90% of the time. So we see someone who's 10 times ahead of us and think, well, what's the fucking point? Or if if my results are not here in the expected amount of time, then I'm not going to start. You know, when I, I was... Saying this before, like competition is great, um, but
0: progress should just be at the forefront of your mind. Like, you gotta also look at where, you, where, where you, who you're competing with. I'm like, it's like me going into a someone comparing themselves when they haven't even started yet to someone that's killing it. Yes, it's like me going into the gym to train jujitsu and thinking I'm gonna get a black belt in like a week. The reality yeah. is, it's 20 years to get a black belt, yeah, at least 10. Yeah. I've, I know someone who's, who got his black belt in four years, but that's fucking, that's an anomaly. Yeah. And I'm like, if I go in with that approach, like I'm nowhere near a black belt level yet. I'm just going to get my first stripe. Yeah, I'm just going to show up to my first class, yeah. then my second class, then I'm going to learn my f- next submission. And then I'm going to actually be able to compete, like finish fi- a five minute round, yeah. which is fucking hard. And what,
1: and what, when using that example, the, the biggest thing to be focusing on is just the showing up, Right. That's the progress. Sometimes the progress could be simple as I just yeah, showed up today. This is one thing that we head the in the minute,
0: right? I, I, I get asked, you get this, mate. We get asked the same questions all the time. Yeah. Mate, you've just asked us a different question, the same question in a slightly different way. The answer still the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd, I I did a and a with Darren Cartel last week and he got asked the same question over and over again. How do you create engaging content and grow your following? Yeah, show the fuck up. Show the yeah. fuck up every day. Yeah. How do you get better did you do too? Show the fuck up. Yeah show up how do you get stronger how do you you get leaner Yeah, how do you lose weight people think there's a, and I don't want to say the magic pill thing but I'm like there's you keep asking the same question there's not a different answer you can frame it in whatever way you want and the other thing that you touched on there was getting started I think the challenge that a lot of us have is we're just looking for the best way to get started instead of just getting started Paul I don't know where to start
1: (laughs) just start at the start mate yeah yeah you're looking for the best way to start
0: the best way to start is just to start it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So what did you do to start with?
1: Uh, I heard about you and attended your seminar. How did you hear about <laughs> me, by the way? I don't know this. Um, through, oh, how did I hear about you? It's just through...
0: It's through the Gazette? <laughs> no, I the think Mott, it was just...
1: Mods code? I'm saying word of mouth. Somebody told us about you. Yeah, I think I checked you out online, maybe Facebook or a website, and then uh, I followed you from that.
0: Shit, maybe yeah. MySpace back then, bro.
1: Might, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. May
0: Shit. So, you heard about me yep you got you came to the course, you had the idea, yep, and you kicked the whole thing off,
1: yeah, yeah, started outdoor boot camps, I uh, worked with a couple of other business coaches along the way, but I yep. always kind of came back to you, yeah uh the first few years were a little bit in and out, and yep. then obviously I joined full time with elite x and, and alliance and everything a couple of year back, and all that matter um, yeah, and all the other stuff you've run so um, let's
0: talk about a couple of things, and I've heard you talk about this loads of times, so i I want other people who experience. The Luke Harrison, (laughs) the Luke Harrison story. So Luke was the guy that, in fact, I want to, I want to cover one thing first is that Luke gets, I get a lot of messages and Luke gets a lot of shit, right? So me and Luke have been working together for ages, right? You think about that eight, nine years and people are like, I get messages saying, who the fuck's this Luke John Harrison? Like (laughs) all the time, who the fuck's this Luke John Harrison? He's just copying on what you're saying. I'm like, "I, I should think by this point, I should Hope that I had some kind of impact on me. <laughs> yeah. He is saying some of the things that I say because I'm fucking teaching him. Yeah. But what's that like for you?
1: Yeah. It it's it doesn't bother me as in any way, really, because I've known you for eight, nine years. We're from the same town. We've got the same accent. We had the very similar background. You were in factory work construction, <laughs> then it became an entrepreneur. Yeah. Read the same books. The Coach- same gear.
0: Doing exactly. The same gear, probably from the same dealers. Yes, probably went to the same bars. Yes. Shagged the same birds. No. He's <laughs> <That's easy to laughs> in the next room, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the content's going to be. Course it's going to be free. It's going to be um, so similar, and and obviously it's going to cross over. We read the same books. We've we've coached with the same people. Yeah, we've probably yeah listened to the same podcasts. I
0: thought you were going to say listen to the same music. They are thinking no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely (laughs) not.
1: This is the same music. And um, sorry, no.
0: Podcasts, audiobooks. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Audiobooks, all that stuff, like it's the same influence, yeah. isn't it? So it's going to come across as well. Yeah. And obviously some of your teachings, I'll take sections from that and I'll add my spin on it just like you do. And like, um, That's exactly I was, ta- I was I talking about this just before, like Tony Robbins learned from Jim Rohn and his stuff goes through Tony Robbins. Like people forget that because he's the best. Like obviously he's the first. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn learned from, I think Earl if it was. He learned all this stuff from him. This is back, like, obviously in the 60s, 70s, yeah. and he would have learned from someone else. Yeah. The same stuff. It's just recycled, isn't it? We just grab the ideas, put our spin
0: on it. It's going to come through. It's most, what and then saying? everyone else just after Robbins. There's, there's before Robbins and after yes. Robbins. Yes, yes. And, mate, you're right. Do you know what's funny? I was watching that. I've um, seen The Founder before about the guy that kind of started McDonald's. No, stole McDonald's from the guys that actually invented McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Oh, it's right. called. made the movies excellent actually, and at yeah. the start of it, he's listening to motivational LPs. Right, like legit has yeah, a fucking yeah. LP on a record player. Oh. He's on, he's on the road selling milkshake machines that are shit massive. Yeah, and he's got this uh, every night when he stays in a motel, he plays this same motivational tape over and over again, and that must have been I wouldn't like to say, but before the sixties, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and that mad. So then it's all carried on. From then until you've now got fucking, everyone's fucking doing it. I know. So I've gone from that piece. I did have something else I want to ask you and I've totally forgot. (laughs) Where's Mark? Where's Mark? Mark. (laughs) (laughs) So we got, yeah, started working with me. You get that. Let's talk about this other thing that I really wanted to, I know where I am now. So back in, I can't remember the year, you got a bit of shit.
1: Oh, yeah, we'll go there the right, front, okay. yeah, because I yeah. think
0: it's useful for a lot of people, yeah, particularly how you responded to it, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was a challenging time, so what was through that whole um terror risk yeah. thing,
1: yeah, so twenty fifteen uh, I shot a video, one of my daily videos that um i did i did at the time I did a video every day, like I did over a thousand days consecutively of the daily boom, mm-hmm. I just called it that um just a motivational um, inspiring video every day on live five, ten 10 minutes, or whatever, talking about subjects, um, random motivation, training, exercise. And this particular one was, um, after the terrorist attacks in Tunisia of 2015, I think it was. Um, it was all about uh, my actual, my, my ex at the time, her sister, I believe it was, was in the hotel next to it as it was going on. So she was, she came back and she explained, like, everyone was running, it was chaos, it was this, that, and the other. Yeah. It was quite shocking. And so, a few days later, I was thinking, what What if, like, in some mad situation, you had to run for your life to save your life, like? And I was thinking, a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that, like, because we're in an epidemic of ill health, physical ailments, people, there's, we're in an obesity epidemic. Um, people couldn't run to save their life a lot of the time. Well, it's like fucking so,
0: Wally. Seen the movie Wally before? Yes, yes. Where when that on the thing. Yeah, yeah. I went to Tenerife a couple of years ago, and there was just I couldn't believe how many people on them fucking scooter things. Yeah, God bless them. Yeah. that that is. Yeah, it's it's sad. Of, yeah, it's yeah, sad it
1: because that's what's happening in society and around the world now is that it's common to be fat, but
0: but it's, it's not your fault. No, well, you got people suing fucking McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off, man. Yeah,
1: responsibility at the end of the day, yeah. but at the same time, like you think sometimes being out of shape. To the extent where you, you couldn't you couldn't run down the street you couldn't climb a fence you know you that could fucking save your life someday you might have to it run could away save from, one of your kids' lives exactly yeah you could run out out the house if it's on fire for example mm-hmm. uh, running away from a dog that's chasing you and your kids or whatever yeah. like I don't know something but there could there's been situations I mean look like soldiers like why do they have to be in prime physical shape to save mm-hmm. their fucking life obviously mm-hmm. we're well, not in a yeah. a war zone or anything day yeah. day life thankfully but anyway I made this video about what if you could get it, you know, what if you being out of shape would be um, detrimental to your life at some point? You know, what if you had to be in shape to escape danger, for example? And I kind of linked it to that um, and I got a load of shit for it online. People taking it completely the wrong way. The paper said that um, Boot Camp Trainer, I forget what the actual headline was, but you can Google it. Boot Camp Trainer tells people how to run away from terrorists. Which is bullshit, like not at all. I was when you say you paper, know, what paper? Uh, the Gazette, yeah. It's a
0: local paper,
1: yeah. It was in the Metro, it was, was in di- the I was a writer
0: for the local, <laughs> <of my mind. laughs>
1: me too. Uh, Daily Mail online, it was in loads of online articles. I got a couple of radio interviews off it as well. Yeah. People like asking me, opinion. I says, Look, didn't mean to cause any offense here, but you've taken this completely the wrong way. Yeah, you think I'm the, the headline was something along the lines of. Personal trainer tells people how to get fit so they can run away from terrorists or run away from bullets or whatever, which is fucking stupid. Jesus. But anyway, they, they ran with it. My my face on the front page of the Gazette, 40,000 copies locally, bearing in mind I'm a local business, for all the wrong reasons, right? Obviously, the anxiety hit immediately, didn't want to leave the house a massive hate thing online with obviously the comments and the threads. And whilst there was so many people saying like my mates were texting us, have you seen this comment? Have you seen that? I didn't want to say it. But in amongst it, there was also people like uh, there was a former soldier getting in on it saying, actually, the lad's got a point. Mm-hmm. Me being in shape has saved my life more times than not. Mm-hmm. You want to consider that being overweight, out of shape, not able to run down the block could cost you your life at one point.
0: Well, legit, without even the threat, obesity's <laughs> killing people. Heart attack, diabetes, All of Stroke,
1: them cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. COVID. COVID, exactly. COVID. Number one contributor, yeah? yeah. Huge. So being out of shit, the point was but you know what was you know what was quite insensitive was the timing of it. Yes. I admit that. The timing was too close yeah. to the event. However, the message I still fucking stand by. Yeah. You need to get in shape, mate, otherwise you could fucking die. Yeah. If you don't fucking sort your life out, you could have a heart attack in the next five years Mm -hmm. and your kids will be left without a fucking dad. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's my point always. Like your health fucking matters. This Mm -hmm. come from a 35-year-old adult. Mm -hmm. There's some people twice my age and still not thinking about their health. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I want to get better and healthier as I age. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's about longevity now. It's about how I feel, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how I look. Mm -hmm. Train for sanity, not vanity. Mm -hmm. Get healthy for sanity, not vanity. Mm -hmm. Get healthy for yourself or your family. You know that, so that was the ultimate message. So, after that, obviously there was a lot of people sent us shitty messages, emails. Like what? Uh, There was one that just had a foo email application form, and it came through my email, and just every that actually gone to the extent of you know if you've put your name, address, number, Mm -hmm. comments, answer this question, it just said. Cunt, 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 cunt. They'd actually gone to the extent of repeating the word cunt on every line. It and could be it. James Smith filled up all day, <laughs> Jesus, Smith, you Was this you, you cunt? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, and sent us that. So I just had about 40 cunts in my inbox. And yeah. then a few more emails. I'm deeply offended. You should be ashamed of yourself, yeah. all the rest, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and what's going on with your business at this point? Like, few you, people left. A yeah. few clients left. Yeah. But then there was a few people messaging and said, actually, I agree. Yeah, But you focus on the negative don't you You focus yeah. on what's going wrong What people are saying about you yeah. That's hard to deal with And especially because I was in like the first year or so Maybe two years of my mm. business And I'm like my business is fucked I want to go down Everyone hates us yeah. How am I going to recover from this yeah. What have I done So I issued like an apology video Saying look I'm sorry if I offended anyone However you took it the wrong way This is what I meant And I stand by the story Look, You've got to get in shape for your, for your health you got to get healthy so that you don't fucking die. And one day it might save your life. There's people that just don't want to hear that full stuff. Yeah. I like, agree I talk it.
0: about mental health needs physical support and people still get offended. Hugely. You know what I mean? Hugely. Some Hugely. people just don't want to hear the fucking truth. Yeah. And Absolutely. Or oh, if anything that doesn't fit their narrative offends them. Yeah. It's a madness. Totally agree. So that was a, was that a quick recovery from that or was it something that went on for months or... <sighs>
1: Well, the news is the news, and then the people are obsessed with something else that's wrong a few days later on there. But obviously, people several times for months after was when I put a video out. Wasn't that that guy who was in the paper talking about terrorists? Yeah. LOL, you know? Yeah. Like, just little RCTs. Well, I mean, just, that.
0: anyone that types lol on anything's a country, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you can say anything you want. If you had the word lol on the end, yeah. 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 Haha ha, man, it's ha, ha It is ha, yeah, ha, ha. ha. Yeah. Or you yeah. you at least use a fucking emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But so yeah, that was it was kind of I'd say probably a couple of months of things calming down, but as time went on, you know, I was uh, just aware of my timing of things, um and I kept the videos going. Yeah. The day after like the day after I was like I can't stop my consistency with these videos. Yeah. I have to keep going because it was like video 235 or something like that. I don't know what, but I was, I was said to myself, I'm going to do a thousand daily videos and I did mm-hmm. them and it was in the middle. So that was a major hurdle to think, should I just stop putting them out?
0: Well, that would have been an easy option, right? Yes.
1: So I just kept doing them and I just kept giving value, giving content, just pouring from my heart, you know? Um, and along the way, built a good following, built a business off the back of it, just mm-hmm. kept going. It's consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that was a, a big setback, but obviously, a recovery that just came from, right, I'm just going to get back on it. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to just keep going. Yeah.
0: I just keep going. So, I want to kind of hit rewind for a second because it's one of my questions that that's on here. We talked about boozing and gear and yep. ease and that. Like, how did you get a handle on that? So, it was,
1: I started smoking weed when I was 16. I started drinking Going out on a weekend <laughs> when, in Shields when I could get in when I was 16, 17, Late coming. Late yeah. coming. No, actually I was, I was, I was. I actually oh, didn't even have a drink till I was 16. <clears throat> Jesus Didn't even Christ. have a drink until I was 16. Well, I wish I didn't. So 16, started drinking. 17, started the weed. I went into college. Uh, I dropped out of two subjects because I was smoking weed, getting high on the fucking dinner times and that. Um, I sometimes went, I went through about six months where I was smoking weed every night. Really bad. Mm. I kind of cut that down and then I think I started introducing reduce harder stuff. After that, it was the Coke and the E's. Um, and it was just more or less every sort of other weekend was either a session on the Coke, the pills, whatever. And that went on until my mid-20s. The last line of Coke I had was five years ago, 30th birthday. And prior to that, I hadn't had it for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I had it on my birthday, and I had that initial buzz. And then when I came down, I thought, I don't like this. This is not me. It's not me anymore. Yeah, And I, that was the kind of turning point as well. I think some. I think a lot happens in your life when you hit certain milestones as well. I hit 30 and I think I sometimes I had to do the behavior once just, just to see. You know, I was like, am I still going to enjoy this? I didn't. I was like, ah, I'm past this. Mm-hmm. I'm past this now. I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And now 35, I'm changing even more. I'm like, mindset's always shifting further ahead. You start yeah. to think yeah. a bit more rationally when you get on. But I see a lot of guys. And I think you and,
0: just find other things that you give a fuck about. Yes. Things that you value higher Yes, yes. So th- So that
1: high. was the case, mate. That was, I finished my job as a plumber, which I I took Coke and these regularly whilst I was not whilst I was plumbing, obviously. Not, but on the weekends and stuff. Um I think I because I get away with it then. Yes. When I was twenty six, twenty-seven, I started to become a personal trainer. It doesn't quite fit with the ethos of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I had a different environment, I had different influences. Yeah. Yeah. I had different things that I was listening to people I was hanging around with courses that I was going on things that I was learning. I was like, I can't promote a healthy lifestyle and still be snorting stuff up my nose every weekend. Mm -hmm. I can't be preaching that. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge turnaround for me Mm -hmm. that massively helped. Well,
0: that was an identity shift as well. Yes.
1: Huge identity shift. Like I'm not just a construction worker who gets pissed (coughs) on the weekends and takes drugs because I deserve it. I've had a hard week. I'm going to unwind with the lads. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't that person anymore. I, I was a I had to become a businessman, entrepreneur, or a personal trainer, somebody of, uh, who promotes health and well-being to people. So I can't take that stuff and do that thing. It's, so that was a massive turning point. I think that was probably the biggest. And it did. The behavior continued, mm-hmm. but only mildly yeah. and infrequently until my 30th birthday. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah, That's it. I don't like this anymore. Yeah. That's not me. I
0: think that was it. And that was it, really. More or less, So yeah. that was it. Because me, me, you'll be the same as me. We work with guys that want to get a handle on it, say they want to get a handle yes. on it, stay off it for a bit, yes. end up back on it. What would your strategy be around that? Yeah, so the identity shift was
1: huge. So mm-hmm. we talk about identity, what we say. I've always been this way. This is who I am. I've always done this, yeah? Well, I'm just that kind of person. Everyone does this. Yeah, everyone. This is normal, yeah? yeah. Who you hang around with, Massive mm-hmm. Huge mm-hmm. So I had to let go Of some people Just distance myself Not go out as much mm-hmm. And as well I had to think to myself Well if I have a drink Then I want some Yeah So it was like How can I distance yeah. myself From the drink How can I find something better So what I did find Was training in the gym mm-hmm. Saturday morning mm-hmm. That was huge Because I kept us accountable
0: On a Friday night I have to do that I have I have BGG every Friday Yeah and then PT at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. There you go. Yeah, exactly.
1: <coughs> we we do a 6 10 AM training um, with my tribe yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. And it's it's packed, it's thriving. Yeah. It's people love to get up and do that because it helps them stay accountable mm-hmm. on the, the Friday night. Mm-hmm. The Saturday is a different story. So for me, I now get up on a Sunday and do yoga early mm-hmm. and I plan my week on a Sunday. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's something to get us in the mood. Yeah. Um I have to produce. I'm I'm on a mission now. Mm-hmm. You know, I have something to look forward to every Monday. Mm-hmm with, I think that was a big thing. It's like, right, what am I going to do this week? Yes. I started planning the week, yes, so that was a huge thing. What can I achieve this week? How can I progress with my goals? What yeah. things can I attack and go for? Have something like you say, something to hunt, yeah. right? How men something need that hunt, something that you yeah.
0: give more of a fuck about, something that yes. if you do drink will be impacted by it, hugely. Massive, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was saying Massive. when you were saying when you were a plumber, there it didn't really matter if you showed up no over, yeah, didn't oh, matter. Oh, absolutely, you could you still just, get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm you still get paid. you still get your paycheck. you yeah. still get the work done to a standard. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah. If I get pissed, then it'd be nice to feel a little bit better about so Yeah. It's, I think yeah. what you've created is something, again, you give more of a fuck about. You've got a bit of a leverage behind it. It feels like you're on a mission. You feel like if you do drink, you probably could, but it would slow you right down. Yes. I had a drink on Saturday, and I wasn't even pissed. And I still feel like shit today. Yes. I trained this morning. I was shit. I'm training again tonight. I'll be shit so it was just you'll a, be challenged man. yeah it's just you know <laughs> do you know it's just a, it's a nice little and I was saying this today it's a nice little alarm clock as, as to why I don't exactly, do it yeah. very way, often yeah, yeah. I'm out. not going to beat myself up but I'd planned it I'd planned it in haven't got a crazy week this week I ran two events last week I was like you know what I'm going to have a few beers I kind of enjoyed it but I'm like it was a lovely reminder that wow yeah yeah. now I see why people don't make progress and I, I was first of all I was like I don't know how people do this but I'm like, oh, yeah, I do I know how people do it. They just fucking survive. Yeah. But now I can see why people do it and then can't make progress because they haven't got enough energy. Yeah. I haven't got enough energy to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? I haven't got anything else that they give more of a fuck about than just getting wasted. And it, it it's not sad, but I can see now, again, another reminder, another little alarm clock for me that you can't, have a life where you've got a mission and want to make progress and get fucked up at the same time. Yeah. It's it's like you gotta realize that you're poisoning your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're not creating enough excitement outside of that behaviour. I think that's huge as well. Like- this is
0: lockdown last year. I remember we I drank two weeks in a row. And um that's when I realized that was that even last year, I can't remember. When the yeah, fuck you, did this whole thing fucking start? Yes, it was, it was last year, yeah. March. 2020. May March, 2020, it started March, March. March, in May I drank two weeks in a row and I felt like fucking shit, I had yeah. a big beard, long fucking hair, <laughs> I got fat <laughs> like, and I was like, wow, I, need, I saw myself in a video, I was like, wow, yeah. I need to get a handle on this, I felt like shit yeah. and then I just figured out the reason I'm doing it on a Friday is because I've got nothing else to look forward to, before that I had, we had, we'd go bowling, we'd go rock climbing, we'd go cinema, we'd go and do shit on a yes. Friday, yeah. I'd have jiu-jitsu on a Saturday morning and then it was gone. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't replace it. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, that's a big deal for people. One question that I've got to you on this journey of, and again, this is the guys listening will be listening to my podcast regularly. What's the thing that you've learned from me that's had the biggest impact? Oh, you've learned from what I teach, what I share that's had the biggest impact.
1: Oh man, that's huge. There's, there's, Probably too many to mention. I think
0: this will be one of those things that I've asked you again next week. It will be a different yeah, answer. Yeah, it might be different. Yeah, yeah. I'm like this with books. What's your, what's your favorite book? And actually, that never. What's your top ten books? It'll change every week. Yeah, what's your favorite film change think, every week. I think maybe if I'm
1: put on the spot here because there's, there's too many to mention. But one thing that I think is huge is the how do you feel out of ten? Rate your energy out of ten. Question: mm. If it's any less than an eight, you shouldn't be making. Many decisions, yes. many important decisions, yes. I should say. Yes. Yeah, if it's not if it's under an eight, what can you do to get it to an eight? Mm-hmm. As it your state, your energy, you're on point. Um, I think that's probably been huge for me. Yeah, um, and also the hand the, the handling of emotions, you know, dealing, seeing, changing your perspective, dealing with things easier. Yeah. Um, the 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 power in questions steering the mind. Ah, I think dude. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I think. Probably questions of the steering wheel of the mind is the one
0: that always sticks in yeah, my head I'm from really, you. Do you know what? I made a n- little note yesterday. I don't even know if it's in this journal that I've got in front of me, but it was something along the lines of when we ask a question, we kind of give our brain permission to do what it's best at, Yeah, which is answer fucking questions. That's what it is, the problem-solving tool. So even for me, me learning that was life-changing. I didn't even realize how powerful it was. You think about that, I've been doing that since... I mean, we've been answering our own questions forever. Yeah. But usually the disempowering questions what's yeah. wrong with me? Yes, yes, yes. Why am I so broken? Why is it so different for me? Why is <laughs> it always happening to me? Yeah. We're doing that anyway. But I, I even it was only last year where I really started thinking about how powerful questions were. But if I think about it, my transformation started in 2014. Byron Katie was a huge part of that. That's all based on questions. Yeah, questions. All of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a really interesting thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Come at me with what are some of the most powerful questions that you like then. Come at me with some more. Because oh, I know you'll have added your own to this, this mix. Yeah. What are some uh, of the questions that you ask yourself on a daily basis?
1: Uh, if I get one thing done today, what would be the one thing that would make the biggest contributor to yeah. my happiness by the end of the day?
0: Yes, nice.
1: That's a great question. Um, I'll also like that question is if, if we're having this conversation in six weeks, what would have version. to happen? What would you have to see? What would you have to feel? What would you have to experience in order for you to be happy With the progress you're making
0: Yeah And that progress part Mate I can't stress enough How important that yes. question is I
1: like, I like to add The see, feel and experience yeah. Part of that as well Because I think that's often neglected It's like What do you want? Oh well I want more money Or I want to lose weight Or what do you mm-hmm. want to see? What do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. What do you want to experience? Mm-hmm. For
0: you to be happy with your progress I like that as well Because, because I think that that gets us out of the thinking center. Yes. What do you want to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to have happened? That's often the thinking center. Yes. But when you start talking about feelings and seeing and that, that comes from the feeling center, which probably means that you come up with better answers. Yeah. That aren't just a bog standard shit. Yeah.
1: I think one of the biggest ones as well is I ask my guys every day this in my tribe, just like you do, is give me one thing to be excited about today. <laughs> the the, the simple question ever. Oh, The simplicity in that question is insane but giving your brain something to actively be grateful for in advance mm-hmm. is so fucking powerful yeah. like cause every you'll always meet someone who's I've had a shit day no you haven't you've had a day you've just leveled the shit yeah. as soon as you add that in on a, a morning time usually as soon as you program your brain to look for excitement it will find it but it's just often yeah, not your brain lodged. will always find what you tell exactly. it to exactly Exactly. And it's I'm training people to do this as well cuz some people are like I find this really hard. And the first of course you're going to fucking find it hard cuz it's new. It's Like new, going to jiu exactly. and
0: expecting you should be a fucking brown belt, man. Yeah. It's not happening.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's new. It's 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 a new skill. It's a, it's your brain's not wired to be happy and fulfilled it and abundant. No. It's wired to just keep you alive,
0: right? That's it's it. wired to look for danger? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a real um Now that you said that actually when when people talk about um, one of the most powerful, one of the reasons why people end up suicidal is because they can't see a compelling future. And training your mind to be excited about something is how to just train your mind to constantly have a compelling future. Yes. And it's one of the, sometimes I'll get someone saying, Well, I've got nothing to be, ex-. what do you do when you've got nothing to be excited about? I fucking invent something. I make something up. Yeah. Because I'm allowed to. Yeah. Because it's my life. It's my life. Nobody yeah. can tell me what to be excited about. Yeah. If I look at my schedule, then I'm like, Oh, I've got nothing to be excited about. They think, guess what I do? I put something in. Mm-hmm. That's legit. That is legit right there. How simple creating an exciting life is. It's yeah. just fucking giving yourself permission yeah. to. That's the problem for most people with, and, and people talk to me about happiness all the time. Oh, I'm like, happiness is nothing but the result of thinking happy thoughts. That sounds ridiculous and cheesy and happy clappy. And let's face it, American <laughs> but quite literally, you feel happy when you think happy thoughts. Yeah. Done. Right? The problem is with most people that don't allow themselves permission to think happy thoughts until all their ducks are lined up. Yeah. i like you can feel happy like that. Like if you're listening in right now, I said, what's one thing in your life that you could feel happy about? What's one person who could f- feel happy about being in your life? Yeah. What's one thing that's happened in your past that you could feel happy about? What's one thing that in the future that if you make it happen, you can feel happy on demand. Yeah people just think it's this fucking magical mystical place that you yeah. get to when you've got this much money and that car and that bird and these tits and yes your dick's that big, and you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, 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 well, that is when so people are so focused on the prize, they forget about the process mm-hmm. and loving the process, falling in love with the ups and the downs, the, the, the flow, the ebbs and flows, the, the swings and roundabouts, the as Pain we say. and the pleasure. Yeah, exactly. The pain and the, and the, the pleasure. The support and the challenge, yeah. the, you know, the, the positive and negative, it's all part of the process. Yeah. Like we have to love that to have a deep appreciation for the big thing when we get it, because mm-hmm. we've all experienced this part where we get this goal or this thing and think, oh, that's nice. Is that it? What's next? What's next? It happens every time I get a car.
0: Yeah. I get a car and I'm like, oh, this time, honestly, there'll be no water bottles and empty protein shake as a stink in in this one. There'll be no fucking McDonald's. No McDonald's. (laughs) Two weeks later, it's fucking, the the passenger seat's fucking the same size as me with shit. Yeah. Yeah, It's mad.
1: Yeah. Again, if you can't appreciate the little things, you'll never appreciate the big things. I find that to be such a great reminder. So in my journal... Every night I'm writing three to five wins. Mm -hmm. I I like to call it the five to thrive. I find five every night to to go to bed a little bit more relaxed. It makes Mm -hmm. you
0: look harder as well. Exactly.
1: A little bit more certain. It's it's a confidence builder as well. As people forget this, they want more confidence to do whatever they want to do. Confidence comes from proof. Proof. It's just the brain saying, am I confident enough to do this? Can Mm -hmm. I get more certainty and proof? Mm -hmm. Well, actually if I've had five wins today, that's a confident approach to say, Mm -hmm. actually I'm creating some certainty in my life in a good way.
0: cultivating confidence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah Cultivating I love yeah. that word it's Cultivating nice word, it? Yeah it's like I feel like Crafting yeah. things
0: Like yeah. Mystical I yeah. like, like I'm Making up he's a potion He's in fucking World of Warcraft <laughs> right now I love him Yeah like it The wizard Yeah The wizard So we're cultivating confidence yeah. And this is something That I teach in my book Like my book's eight quid I teach you, write down three wins every night and yeah. he has some of the feedback. You'll get this as well. Well, oh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> mine seems small compared to yours. I'm like, yeah. oh, why the fuck are you comparing yours to mine? Yeah. Your dick's bigger than mine. I'm not comparing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've got yeah. two pecs, man. I've yeah. only got one. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a, and again, that's a case of sometimes just not being willing to look hard enough or some people still get it's the same with the excitement. I've got nothing to be excited about. Oh, I've had no wins today. Sometimes that's just down to that level of training and that see a little bit of a secondary benefit in yeah. staying the same. Yeah. Awesome. Some people like that. Some people are like, well, if I've got nothing to get excited about, then I might get some attention.
1: Misery I'll loves miserable company. I
0: might get something to complain about. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. People when people say to me, Paul, why why can't I change? I want to change. I hate my life. I'm like, because you get something from staying the same. Yeah, you get something. Yeah. You get attention. You get to complain about being busy. You get affection. You get significance. You get certainty. Because at least if I'm shit, I know it's shit. Yes, it's a it's a real interesting thing. Absolutely. Yeah, mate. I've got so many more things I want to talk about. I feel like I've veered off track. Have we veered off track? There Maybe wasn't a track. Maybe it wasn't a track. Yeah, well, it wasn't we've a track.
1: Created our own path.
0: So we talk about the, the questions and, and some of the things that have impacted you the most. What are some of the things you've struggled with since starting your own business and doing your own thing and doing what you're doing right now? Because it's kind of a combination of fitness and mindset and yeah. all of this shit, right? What are some of the biggest challenges you've had?
1: <sighs> Opinions of others is always one. I think everybody... Let's stay here. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's going to have that. They're going to be... Worried about what others will think. Worried about what those closest will think. Worried if it's if that new program's going to bomb. Worried if anybody's going to buy. Worried if they get rejected. You know, there's we've all got a fear of rejection. at Some point from from some people, whether it be clients, mm-hmm. whether it be you know people around us, mm-hmm. um, friends. You know, it's that is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, the more it happens, though, the more the more common it becomes. The more normal it feels. Yes. Like, I'm used to getting shit online, as you are. I'm used to getting people saying, <laughs> fuck death- you.
0: I haven't had a death threat for about 18 months, and I was like, yeah. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I'm I'm used to getting people, you know, talking shit, and this guy's a fucking Charlotte, and this guy's shit. A fuck off yourself, help cunt, all <laughs> the rest. Like, just all kinds of stuff like that. Or, <laughs> yeah, you're wrong, this, that, and the other. Like, yeah, nobody's going to agree. No, not everybody's going to agree with you, Yeah, but that's okay. But the more that happens, the more comfortable it becomes but i think the f- over the first few years mm-hmm. because when you're playing your life i'm just going to say regular or normal and maybe you just put things out on facebook that are normal and not um polarizing
0: shall we say you you're not going to get anything but you mean not your actual opinion <laughs> yeah that's what people yeah. do yeah i'm not polarizing anybody i'm just giving me actual opinion yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone asks me about the vaccine, I'm like, I don't you really have an opinion on it. That's why I don't. Why haven't you posted about this? I mean, like, I didn't really. It's not. I'm not interested in it. That's why. Yeah. Well, it's not something that interests me. I haven't really got an opinion on it. I've got no fucking knowledge on it, so I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give a strong opinion on something that yeah. I know nothing about. You know what I mean? What's your opinion on fucking this? I'm. i got one. Yeah. I don't pay attention to it. Yeah, just try and stay as neutral as possible. Yeah. That's one thing that I've I've learned from you
1: and several others is like if I get angry. Or if I get fired up one way, then I'm 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 not objective here. I'm kind of with uh, things that are currently trending, shall we say, not to go too deep into things. <laughs> but you've got I've got to stay like quite compellingly neutral. Well, okay, you do what you believe is right for you, and I'll do what I believe is right for me. And mm-hmm. who knows what's gonna happen or where it's been or what this, that, and the other. Like, stay as neutral as you can, and you don't experience that consistent worry of others' opinions or
0: that consistent need, that pressure. Oh, see, here's what's yourself. interesting that, that you're saying about this neutral that I love is that this is being aware that because people are like, oh, well, just don't give a fuck what people think. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> you can't not do that. Yeah.
1: Because,
0: the, But the thing is, when you are neutral, it means that you know that you may get criticized. You yeah. may not. Yes. But either way, you're all right. Yeah. What happens if I get criticized? I feel a bit shit.
1: Yeah.
0: I might get a bit angry by it. What happens if I don't? Well, nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, That's what neutrality is. I think people, when people are worried about what people think, that means they expect everybody to back them up. Yeah. And they don't do it because they know that their expectations won't be met or they worry about their expectations not being met. That's when they get stressed. That's when they get angry and they're doing it in advance before what's even happened. Yeah. Might just be okay. The reality is, right, and, and it's not that no one gives a fuck. It's that people don't give as much of a fuck as we think. Yeah. And most of the people who we worried about what they think, they don't give enough of a fuck to even give us an opinion. Yeah. And even if they do, it's not as bad as what they say it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know when I do this, um, when I do my uh, live show, there'll be people there, my friends, some of them may get offended by what I'm going to say because I'm going to talk about the WhatsApp group and the betting and the boozing and the sniffing and the big Barry and the picture, the porn revenge tapes. That's all there's in me, WhatsApp group. Yeah. I'll talk about it. If they get offended by it, that's okay. Yeah. If they get upset with me, that's okay. I'm not, not going to tell the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I remember hearing that, Um, I don't know if the statistics particularly true, but it kind of reigns a little bit true. Is 33% um will love what you do. 33% will hate what you do and 33% couldn't give a shit either way Mm -hmm. it's kind of a very neutral way to look at it really like you're gonna get people who love it hate it and people who couldn't even give a shit but the problem is is we won't 49%
0: of America hated Donald Trump yeah but 51% loved him there you go do you know what I mean 49% of the people hated him yeah but you only needed 51% to become the most powerful man in the world yeah do you know what I mean so it's like you I kind of hate going over old ground but this whole don't give a fuck what people think thing is, is not, that's not the way to do it yeah. because you're going to give a fuck what people think. It's, I think it actually, do you know what? Stop giving a fuck what people think is probably advice that perpetuated. Yes. Because when you do give a fuck about what people think, people are now starting to think there's something wrong with them because they do. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because this whole message, oh, just, just, just don't care what people think. I'm like, you're supposed to, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this human need to want to fit in to want people's approval. Yeah. It's a human need, but then you've got to start looking at, okay, whose approval do I need? Whose permission do I need? For, well, actually, you don't need anybody's. You've got your own approval. And listen, being criticized by someone on the internet for something that you did is nowhere near as bad as criticizing yourself or something that you didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's what we're doing every day, beating ourselves up for not living the life that we want to live. Yeah. Be- and that's that feeling is worse than being beaten up in inverted commas or in fucking speech bubbles with my fingers, whatever that's called, by somebody else in the internet. It's 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 a fucking it's a madness. Yeah. But if you get neutral about it, you're right. It's very easy to move through. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's yeah. got. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Tell me about uh feather boa. <laughs> Rocky so wrong effect. This is—he <laughs> thought he was getting out of this one. He oh. thought he was getting out of this one. So Luke also has a um, what we're going to call this? What is it? It's a
1: a boylesque background.
0: A a boylesque background. Who is a like? Who is he? Who is so he? Uh, Re- Rocky the Boy yeah, was. I, I can't think of the name. It's like your <laughs> alter ego. Yeah, yeah. He's alter ego. Yeah, it
1: was an alter ego. It was a, a character and persona created persona. A, to, to be yes. on stage and um, perform boylesque.
0: When now, was this? When you were still a plumber?
1: Yes, I think it was. I'm, I'm losing track of time a little bit here, but I'm pretty sure it was around 2010, 2011. Uh, I was part of a local uh, burlesque troupe, which obviously burlesque is the um, the art of performing on stage and, and usually the music and dance. And you, it's very free to be able to do what you want. So a lot of the times it involves women taking their clothes off, the nipple tassels, things like that, but it can involve anything. It's just a freedom of expression. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to experience if anybody's ever watched a show because you never know what you're going to get. But it's always just, it's entertainment. It's fantastic, flamboyant, um, but uh, boisterous, I guess you could say. How did you get into that? I I used to be in a band for eight years. I was in a, a, a heavy metal band called Beyond the Grave. We did a UK a couple of UK tours. We did three EPs. We did a full-length album. Uh, we supported Cradle of Filth at the Carlin Academy with a thousand people there. We did all right for ourselves. Never made any money. It was just fun. Um, so I've always had performing, I think, in my in my veins. I've always wanted to be creative in that side. <laughs> so when that stopped... I needed another outlet. So the opportunity came up to, I think I started actually, believe it or not, topless butlering. So going to women's events, serving yeah. drinks yeah. with a dicky bow tie and not much else on. Yeah. Um, where the women would, you know, be a little bit over pushy, you know, mm-hmm. but at the time I, I wasn't complaining. Yeah. Um, and I did a few of them and then a few, I think I got approached or seen like, do you want to get in burlesque? Like mm-hmm. do the shows at first and then I started performing in them. Mm-hmm. So I would do things like the Thriller, Dance. I'd do the, um, but I'd be a Frankenstein and I'd have stockings on, and I'd take the stock like everything <laughs> off. So it's just down to stockings and suspenders, doing the thriller dance and that. And um, we did the Pulp Fiction. Uh, Mia Wallace and uh, Vincent Vega dance but we did it where she took an overdose and I had to stab her heart and stuff and it was just mad you know like a proper choreographed thing there was was loads of others I did like a a magic mic strip routine and all that there's a few of them still online actually you can find them on YouTube probably somewhere I love it. Um, but the, the character is Rocky Feather Bow, and it was Boylesque is the male version of Burlesque. Now, Burlesque was made famous, I think, by uh, maybe Dita Von Teese, if I'm not mistaken. She's probably the most famous Burlesque dancer. Right. Um, I think she was married to Marilyn Manson, if I'm not really? mistaken. I think. I think This is a long time ago, so my, my, my memory might be not the best with that. But anyway, but Burlesque is huge. I know they made movies out of it and stuff, and I performed as a, a male burlesque dancer
0: which was called bonus. Rocky Feather Boy.
1: Rocky Feather Boy, yeah and Boat. I did a Rocky routine as well with the boxing gloves and the feather boa oh, and all that oh my god um, there's actually I think there's still my Facebook uh, like page for Rocky Feather Boa out there um, which I haven't rocky touched feather, in many years Rocky Feather
0: Boxing Gloves and a feather boa. yeah, yeah. Jesus so Christ that
1: was a part of my life which was fun I, I met a lot of great I met a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, and it was freedom of expression. I think now I do that through my voice, yeah. my videos, my content, and that's how I find my, my way. And I, I love, like you, getting on stage, performing, being the centre of attention. I like that. You know, that's, that's part, I love being creative and creating moments and content and that's how I do it now, just through the expression of my coaching business and who I am and my my, my new book that's coming out and stuff. Sick. So I
0: love it. Talk yeah. to me about this, because um, I think this is important for a lot of people here, this thing that you got, Um, that you got, because, Obviously, gym, coffee shop, both shut down. Yep. How would you adapt to that?
1: Yeah, so um, me and my partner, Tracy, we started a partnership up, Tracy! <laughs> we started a coffee shop, South Shield's only and first dedicated specialty coffee shop called The Owl
0: and the Swan. Oh, um, I know it's great coffee. Matt keeps fucking off there every day. Yeah. <laughs> he always comes back with one.
1: Yeah, it's the yeah. best coffee in town, mate. Best coffee in town. Because we've always had a love of coffee and... Um, I have a private gym in South Shields. Mm-hmm. There was a, a small unit to the side of that, which was unused. So I thought, how can we make this into a coffee shop? So we did. And then two weeks later, national lockdown hit. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I got it all set up, you know, put the investment in, the money, the time. Tracy um, played an equal part in that. And we opened up, had a great grand opening, everything, and then two weeks without we shut. Close the gym, close the coffee shop. Um, again, you're like, fuck. I've just spent all yeah. this money, thousands of pounds poured into getting the machine, the deck, or the construction, everything built, the marketing, everything getting up and running, then no, you're gonna have to shut. Yeah. So mentally it's like, fuck, this this sucks. What we're gonna do now. But again, we've we've said this phrase, we're all in the same boat, like just deal with it. You're gonna have to deal with it. You're gonna either you can either bottle on your
0: level of training though, mate.
1: Exactly. And that that's I think you Introduced me to that quote during times of extreme stress you'll always fall back to your lowest level of training not not your highest expectation Mm -hmm. so i think for me it was like you can either love this in some way you can find a way to love it or you can suffer Mm -hmm. and that's your two choices you can suffer this lockdown Mm -hmm. or you can find a way to love it you can find a way to then produce that feeling to other people Mm -hmm. which is how i managed to keep the gym business going as i said right we're going to take everybody online Mm -hmm. you can choose to stay with us but if you don't what you're gonna do is? Al- what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Another great question you taught me. What's mm-hmm. the alternative? Mm-hmm. If you don't stick with this great routine that you've been doing, what's the fucking alternative? Mm-hmm. Get fat, get sick, get miserable like everybody else. Sit on your ass, watch Netflix, eat pizza, and just complete get three stone heavier. Get, get piss in the garden. Get pissed in the garden. Yeah, and that's what most people do. But yeah. thankfully, we managed. Seventy percent of our guys stayed on with us mm-hmm. in the gym. Coffee shop had to close. It just is what it is. Yeah. Nothing we do about that. We're brand new; we didn't have a. But you, you ended up
0: coming up with even something new, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. You so, made it less about the fitness, kind of. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I see anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we, we had reg- we we trained six days a week on Zoom. Mm-hmm. We started that, but well, that's still actually happening now, as well as in the gym as well. Mm-hmm. So we changed six days a day, and uh, the mindset stuff up. So we asked more questions. We got involved with mindset coaching. We mm-hmm. kept people on track. We were regularly following up, mm-hmm. making sure people were happy. Um, motivated, excited, mm-hmm. making sure everyone was helping each other out in our online community mm-hmm. and that just grew and people actually joined us who'd never trained for before from like Ireland, Scotland, London, down south, um, people all around the country like, oh, I want to get on your train and that The that was the advantage of lockdown is we yeah. could do that. Yeah. So we spread out. I just started promoting online saying, look, I know we can't be in a physical environment but I want to keep you going mentally as much as physically and mm-hmm. obviously, like you say, mental health needs physical support so mm-hmm. we'd train on a morning we'd get you know, mindset throughout the day would keep yourself motivated and accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, And we created a little bit of an online community and a, a little bit more of a experience within our program, which mm-hmm. has brought on to even though we're allowed to open the gym back up, things still going on online
0: as well. Sick. And I don't talk about this enough because it kind of gets, it do not get overdone. I just, I like to bring something different to the table, but how important is your morning Ritual, your morning routine, your morning. Oh, setup. for me,
1: for me, it's key, mate. Routine is key. Like that is a phrase that everyone throws around, and it really is. Mm-hmm. And we've all got what routine. People say I don't have a routine. You fucking do. Yeah. You just, you just have one that's not very useful to you. Yeah, it's not very. you fucking sleeping awake. Yeah, you're not doing it consciously. And what mo- most of us are doing with routines unconsciously. Like mm-hmm. my morning routine is six mornings a week. Sunday I have a little bit more of a lie in. So but we, me and Tracy, get up at. Um, I set actually set me for 4.45 and now I get up at five. So I have a 15 minute rest period, five o'clock, make the coffee, sit with the cats, listen to motivational words. Now I've listened to YouTube motivational speaking for the past 10 years, almost every single morning, Jeez. because I know what I let in my ears. Yep. I don't watch it. I just listen. Yeah. But that's my on, right? It's, yeah, just, it's just on. Just on. And I'm picking it up. I'm hearing it. It's mm-hmm. a great reminder. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. It's, a reminder. it's like if well, it's most
0: t- people have the news on in the background. Yes. GMTV. So I, Good I, s- morning I stopped
1: watching the news ten years ago. At yeah. least I've yeah. got no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. If so, it's, it's if it's important enough, someone will tell us. Yeah. And so I've stopped watching the news completely. I don't scroll through Facebook on a morning. I don't check emails. That's put- the f-
0: That's the first thing that people do. They don't yes. even know they're doing. They check the phone. Yeah. They're in somebody else's fucking business. Yes. Reading about someone complaining. Yeah. Reading so, about some online hate, yeah, and, reading and, about something shut down, and your your brain on a morning is vulnerable.
1: Like mm-hmm. it's not operating at a, at a consistent cycle that it would be two mm-hmm. hours later. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's starting. It, you're emotional on a morning. Mm-hmm. You're you're more tired. You're more prone to overreacting. Mm-hmm. So the slightest thing will trigger you on a morning. I don't care how fucking zen you are. Like if you, you wake up tired, like most people do. You need to get that brain in a state where it's able to handle stuff. Mm-hmm. So conscious effort needs to go into mm-hmm. play there. So mm-hmm. for me, those words, I know that I'm going to hear one thing that's a reminder for the day. Yeah. And it's from—it's everybody, all different kinds of speakers. Yeah. I just just motivation. Yeah. It's just words. I just want w- words in my ears yeah. on a morning that will help me go forward. Yeah. Because if they're not there, I'll create something yeah, else. That's what
0: you do when you're programming yourself in the morning. Yes, it's exactly
1: yeah. what I'm doing. I'm pre-programming. And now... That's such a, that's not an effort anymore because that's my routine. Again, repetition is the mother of all skill, Mm -hmm. as we know. Mm -hmm. So that repetition eventually became a habit. Now, if I don't do that, that's, that's, I'm I'm out routine. Mm -hmm. That's my routine. So, and then I'll breathe. I'll do my state app or I'll do some Wim Hof breathing Mm -hmm. for 10, 15 minutes and I'll cold shower it two minutes. And then I'll go and coach. And by six o'clock, I'm like, fucking come on people. And that then I am some. the the guys who train with me on a morning, I am their morning routine. So I'm their positive voice. I'm their positive influence. I'm their energy. I'm their impact on a morning. So I've got to be in a state myself. I can't just get up and go there. I have to put myself in that state. And then I've got the opportunity to put other people in that state. Mm -hmm. So that is critical for me, mate. It's critical. And like the Sunday is the only day that I don't do that where we get up and we chill, but I plan. This way I get me creative brain. I'm Sunday morning. Most people just want to sit and do nothing. But I think that hour yeah, of planning. That. I love the Sunday morning. Yes, because it. it's just getting your brain right. What's went well, what hasn't, what do I need to do next week? Write it in, you know, gratitude, grateful in advance, backtracking, you know, and doing it together as well?
0: well. What have I done well? What have I got to look forward to this yes. week? How can I make progress on my vision? Huge. It blows me mind that people aren't like, oh, doing this and then yeah. they're wondering why they're anxious and depressed. Yeah. And, and they're
1: not getting anywhere. All
0: it is is a fucking pen and piece of paper. They're going 90 miles an hour to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, Because they're not willing to take 30, 60, 90 Even 2 hours Yeah, you got to, you got to, 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 to just, slow down to speed up To just slow down Yeah, yeah Slow you got down to, slow speed, down to up, speed up To just up. have a look yeah. Where am I at in my life Where so many people lost And stuck in a rut And going nowhere And going round in circles But they're trying to fucking do everything in their head yeah, it's a madness. Yeah,
1: if it's not visible, you'll forget. Yep. That's another one you taught me. If it's yep. not visible, you'll forget. And it's huge. It's like this, right? This water bottle. If it wasn't here, I'd forget to drink water, and I'd probably forget to drink water over the next few hours. Yep. So by the time I was thirsty, I've gone too far. Yeah. So it's it's that constant reminder. Of if I need something visible to remind me, yeah, me too. All the time, like I have a water bottle. I have a big copper water bottle in my in my field of vision all the time yep. to remind me I need to stay hydrated. Like that's that's a basic necessity for everybody especially if you're out of shape and and in health even somebody healthy still needs to do the healthy stuff yeah
0: if it's not a habit yes so it's not a habit
1: the visible thing though is huge because this here now i'm drinking it so when you bear in mind that if things like our goals and whatever we want to achieve is not visible in some form like a planner or a journal or a diary or whatever or Simpson reminders on, on your phone Reminders on the phone Yeah it's constant Even audio reminders From Alexa Or whatever Alarms yeah. We're gonna forget Huge We're gonna forget
0: Yeah And I think that um, <laughs> What's it this is mad talked about a podcast I was uh, I travelled the other week And I listened to Ramsey's podcast And uh, he was talking about that If he's on a meeting He's like on meetings With like producers For fucking BBC and that And he said He, he can't sit On a meeting And not He had a back scratcher On the table and he couldn't pick do, get through the meat. If there's a back scratch in front of him, he's going to use it. Yeah. And his, his last was going off it with him. <laughs> she was like, So if that means if I see a toilet roll, I need to go and have a shit, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's mad that you said that. Yeah. All right, Luke, listen, we're at the end of our time here. I've had a fucking blast with you, mate. Class. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm waking um, the listeners, the watchers. I don't even know. I'm looking straight in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking down your eyes. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. If you could hit the bell for notifications and subscribe. Amazing if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to hit subscribe, hit review, leave me nasty comments if you like, I fucking love them. I might even read one out on here. Luke Harrison, where can everyone find out more about what you do?
1: They can get a free copy of my audiobook at Overthinking. I love Audio that you're looking over on. there, but he's
0: looking, look, he's looking over there.
1: I am, I'm looking right at that camera. <laughs> Overthinkingaudio.com, that's my first audiobook. Uh, there's another one coming out shortly. I'm writing my second book, which will be out come on within the next few months. What we're we
0: calling it? Um. Supercharged. I thought you were going to say super dick, yeah. <laughs> dick. wasn't we'll it? Super dick.
1: We're calling it supercharged. Charged. I love yeah. it. Supercharged. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. Um, and also, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Luke John Harrison.
0: I love Very it. Simple. And on the front page of the shield, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke John <Yeah>. Harrison. <laughs> twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. <laughs> oh, All man. right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Again, don't forget: leave us a review, leave us a comment, subscribe, and give me some shit. I love it. Have a great one. Adios. Cheers. Thank you, Luke Harrison. Wow. Amazing. Wow.